All right, today we are finishing up John chapter 11. We're looking at verses 28 through 57, and it's another longer reading, but uh, what moves Jesus? Uh, what is, what's so compelling that he is emotional about it? Uh, what really inspires God? That, that's, that's kind of the question that the first half of this reading today is kind of getting at, and, and it, the answer is it's our faith. The only times that we see God moved by humankind is when we display or when the characters in these stories display big versions of, of faith. We see Elijah calling God to help him uh, oust um, the little G gods um, in kind of a competitive environment. And he, and, and he moves God with his faith that God's going to act and God does. Uh, and then we see subtle versions of this where um, the centurion, the centurion calls Jesus from a distance and says, Hey, I know he, you live under authority, just like, just like me, you can make this happen from where you are. You don't even have to come over here. And, and we see these genuine acts of faith. And then Mary and Martha today doing the same. These are what moved Jesus. Now, this isn't a prosperity gospel. It isn't that every time that we're faithful, God will move. God's not our puppet. We can't just, you know, exude faith and expect God is always going to move. That's not the way it works. God didn't save John the Baptist. John the Baptist was one of the most faithful servants of the Lord there's ever been. And he was beheaded over a stupid bet, um, basically, uh, <clears throat> and and the acts of a teenage girl. And so, that, that uh, you know, Elijah, or not Elijah, um, Lazarus here is raised from the dead. And both John the Baptist and Lazarus were probably very, you know, very strong faith Christian men. And um, and we see Jesus treat them very differently. And when we get to heaven one day, we can ask God why. But what we can take from this is that our faithfulness, our acts of faith, our living out our faith, it creates space. It creates room for God to step into and to do something. Sometimes he will, sometimes he won't, but without that space, he won't, right? So um, it's kind of like just because we live our lives in wisdom doesn't mean bad things won't happen to us. But if we don't live our lives in wisdom, we can probably assume bad things will happen to us. So when we create that margin, when we live out the faith like Mary and Martha do here, we create the space in which God can act. And then in the second half of the reading today, I won't spend much time on it because we spent a lot of time on this idea, but we see further evidence that these Jews uh, have have decided what the outcome is going to be. <clears throat> um, they've deci- they decide in the second half of the reading today that now when they find Jesus, they're going to bring him in, they're going to kill him. So this is what pushes Jesus kind of underground and out of the way. Um, but their motivation is, is if you read this this passage, their motivation is obviously control. They're not truth seekers, they're control seekers. And so it's another great reminder of this idea that um, in the way we live our lives, we should be, uh, you know, we can choose to be uh, justified, meaning we can choose to find things to support our opinion. We can choose to be control seekers, or we can choose to be truth seekers. And we're we're better off living our lives in a way so as to seek the truth rather than to seek personal control, autonomy. Um, it's in seeking the truth where we find God and we find that relationship. So great lessons from uh, our reading today.